Hellboy, the role-playing game, the sad case of Mary Pym. So we have Francesca, our psychic. Yes, hello. Good evening. We have uh, Reverend Peters. How y'all doing? And we have Dr. Marcus Hanser, Jr. G'day, mate. You're on your flight. You're on a flight uh, from Fairfield, Connecticut to the UK. The uh, BPRD has made sure you, that you've been fully equipped for the mission. They have SUVs waiting to collect you there. The BPRD has received a request from Duncan Frost, an up-and-coming member of the Conservative Party. It's a low-priority investigation of a classic haunting. The ghost appears to be Mary Pym. Uh, resolve the haunting and see if you can help her pass. But that's the ideal, not the requirement. To date, the ghost has only been seen at night, so dusk is probably the best time to visit the site. The, this is all taking place at Uxley Hall. Uxley Hall transferred in ownership when the last Uxley of the hall was killed in the First World War. From then until four years ago, it was owned by the Uxley family's loyal servant, Reginald Pennyworth, then passed to his son, Edward, and later his grandson, Robert. Robert died four years ago, and the government is anxious to sell the property. You know how it goes. Lift a stone and you find bugs. If sorting out the haunting wakes up anything else, put it back to bed. Leave Uxley Hall in better shape when you leave. The haunting was reported by a property inspector named Matthew Donnell. Uh, you have an appointment uh, to meet him at one o'clock at a local tavern. The idea is not to involve non-BPRD personnel in the on-site investigation. So your plane lands. Customs is not happy with uh, you bringing guns and stuff into the country, but you have all the required paperwork and they let you pass through. Yes, 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 please. This is our first time now. Let's rush this along. You exit the plane, you get into the SUVs and you're heading to a small village in the south of London. In, in this small town, there is a pub called the Lock 13. There you're to meet Matthew Donnell, uh, you all have a photo of him, so you know who you're looking for when you arrive. You arrive in the village, you park in front of the Lock 13, and exit your cars and enter the tavern. One of the kind little village. You notice that Matthew Donnell is dressed kind of business casual. Uh, suit jacket over uh, a button-down shirt, no tie. Looks a, a little rumpled, and compared to the photo you have of him, he he looks he looks a little haggard, a little older than you would think for for his given age. You see him; he's got a huge sandwich sitting on a plate in front of him, uh, and a large half pint of brown ale. Nobody sits around him. I guess we should go over there and greet him. Yes, fine. If you guys, you gentlemen, will not lead the way. The lady shall. I'll take a seat near, but not next to. I'm just going to sit right across from him. Good evening, sir. Would you happen to be Matthew Donald? <sighs> Looking completely exhausted, he lifts his eyes and he looks up at you. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew. You must be here to take care of the house. Indeed we are, sir. Are you all right, sir? You seem quite uh, fatigued. The This whole... This whole situation has just, it's really shaken me. I'm not, I'm not feeling like I used to. 
we've all had tragic moments in our lives and I, I'm sure that just like those moments in the past, you will survive this. You will, you will find a better pace. I hope you're right. I'm just glad somebody's listening to me. Now do go on. Tell us all about this place. Uh, so we're, we're, the, the government's just trying to, to unload this property, and I was sent out to inspect it. And, you know, the first thing I noticed is how damp the, the house is. There's mold throughout the ground floor, but that that's odd in itself. But it was when I when I walked into the master bedroom that that really it, it's what shook me. Um, I I was looking around and there was a, a mirror over the bureau, and I just glanced up, and there in the mirror was a woman hanging from the ceiling, hung by the neck with this rope, and she stared at me with with dead eyes and i have to say that i was i was freaked out of that and i i flew out the door and i have i have not been back since that seems rather terrifying i'm sorry that happened to you thank you i i hope i hope you can sort it out but i don't i don't think you should i don't think you should go i don't like the feeling of that place uh that is our job though we're, we're okay doing this don't don't you worry about us sir We'll be all right. All right. Everyone give me a persuasion check. Okay. Okay. How do I do that? You're going to roll a d20 plus a d10, and you will add any persuasion modifier that you may have. Persuasion is probably under charisma, yes. And for Dr. Marcus, that is zero. Now I got a Google switch a dice roller. <laughs> um, okay. I get the same thing. How dare I make you roll dice for an RPG? Yeah, I would, I did not think that would happen. Um, okay, so a, D, a D10 plus a D20. Yeah, roll a D20. Uh, you're gonna just like with with fifth edition. You're gonna roll the D20 for um your your check. The D10. I only need to know if you rolled a one or a ten. Okay. So and then we adding what? And then you Perception. add your persuasion to the D20 rolls. Just a d20 roll. Just a d20 roll, correct. I see, okay. So that my roll would be a 13, and my d10 was a 7. Okay. okay. I got a 15, and my d10 roll was a 5. Uh, 13 and 6. Okay. All right, so no 1s and 10s on our d10s. No. So you're, you're talking with Matthew, and he tells you a couple of things. Uh, first, that the mold in the place was unusually sparse given how damp the house is, almost like the mold was being maintained, but there was no scent of vinegar or bleach to indicate that it was being cleaned up. Also, the house just isn't close enough to water to be this damp. You know, it's, it's just farmland around. For as damp as this house is, it would have to be marshland all around it. And he also tells you that... Um, he was looking into the house as a personal favor to Duncan Frost, and he hands you a set of keys to the house. Since I've gotten these, I just had this terrible headache. And when I was in the house, I kept thinking I heard movement behind the wallpaper, but I didn't see any signs of rodents. Yeah, they're sneaky little buggers. Uh, can you describe the sounds you heard just a little bit more uh, 
just give us a little bit better of a description of that. Just like what kind of sounds are you talking about? It, it, it's like it, it's like there's there's something moving right behind it, like you know, not not. Is it like a scratching or is it like a clawing or is it like a? It's not scratching or clawing, which is what I would have expected from from rats being there or for from some kind of infestation. It just sounds like something's moving behind it. But what would be moving behind the walls? But rats or mice, and I didn't I didn't see any indication. I'm sure I'm sure that it's probably nothing more than rats and mice then. <sighs> but but there was no evidence. There was no holes, no droppings. It makes no sense. They they can be devious little creatures. They burrow their way in. They burrow their way out again. You have to be very very careful with this infestation of vermin. Please, it's probably nothing more. But just in case, we will do what we came here to do and investigate it. All right. I don't. I still don't think you should. I think the place should just be burned to the ground and dozed over. But we can do that if it comes to it. I mean, Mr. Frost yeah. wants wants to be able to sell it. So correct. We are. We're not here to destroy any property. <laughs> do not listen to these silly gentlemen. I give uh, the rev a nudge, like an elbow, to like the little plexus. He he kind of lowers his head. You know, uh, Matthew lowers his head and just kind of stares at his sandwich uh, and his his beer. He doesn't really say much else. Well, uh, I'm be- I'm still very curious to see this house. So I guess we'll be taking our leave, sir. Unless you have anything else that you'd like to tell us. The only thing I can say is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Oh, of course. That is that is the way I live my life. You do not have to tell me that twice. And with that, he really doesn't have anything else to add. Um, it is still early in the day. You can choose to visit the house now or you can choose to finish later. Your uh, Your mission briefing suggested going you know, a little before dusk when the light is, is still somewhat up, but the, the choice is up to you. I'm, I'm fine following the mission briefing suggestion. Yeah. I don't know how curious the Reverend actually is. So I'm okay with sticking to caution. All right. Um, as you, you get up to leave, you, you have rooms, uh, here at the lock in the lock 13, uh, Matthew kind of lifts his head one last time. I know you're going to go to the house. I don't think it's a good idea, but if you insist on going, keep my number. Phone me every hour or so, and if I don't hear anything, I'll call the police. Sir, I promise you that is absolutely not necessary at all. In fact, we ourselves have already uh, told the police of our arrival. You don't need to worry yourself with this any further, sir. Please. I don't, I don't like it, but okay. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it. So you head up to your rooms, you've got, you know, you've got a couple of hours before, you know, you would need to leave, you know, maybe start heading out around, you know, three o'clock or so. So you rest up, you head out, hop back in the SUV. Um, I want to, I want to check what the weather reports are going to be for later in the day during the night. Okay. Right now, um, the weather report is saying that it should be. Mostly uh, cloudy tonight, but rain shouldn't start until tomorrow. Okay. So, anybody else want to do anything before we head out? 
So we don't have any starting ingenuity points, right? Correct. Yeah. If you if you uh, had, again if you had rolled uh, tens on the persuasion check, then uh, you would have started to to gather them then. Now this ability I have isn't exactly clear, but it says that I can attempt to store a number of points of ingenuity. I'm, I'm, does that mean I would have to have them first to, in order to store them? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah because normally you can only store uh, your proficiency plus one. So if you if you can store more than that, you would have to. So yeah, you know the more the more checks you make the more chance you have to generate ingenuity, but also the more chance to generate doom. So the more things you want to try and do, the more chances for, for these points to start coming in. Gotcha. Looking through all my gear, I don't really think I need anything. This guy carries a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm good as well. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good. All right. So around three o'clock, you hop into the SUV and you head out to Uxley Hall. Um, as you're approaching the hall, uh, at one point it would have stood it would have stood watch over large fields in a small forest, but those days are long gone. Uh, even before the house fell out of noble hands, its fields had been sold to farmers. Now the forest is a local park with slides and swings, and the hill stands empty as suburbia slowly spirals around it. Uh, you climb the, the hill that uh, the manor sits on. Uh, the ground is hard, so you, you should be able to drive all the way up to the front of the building if you wish. How many, how, many, how many of us are there and how many... Do we have drivers or...? No, it's just the three of you. Okay. So we've only got the one SUV. I have the keys to the car, so I assume I'm driving. It says it in my pack. Then yes, you are driving. Yep. And... Uh, who is holding the keys to the manor? Uh, I'll do that. If, right. if we don't have that, I have lock picks, a mini sledge, and a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> the so, reverend means business. The reverend uh, had a life before being a reverend, I gotta assume. <laughs> yeah. All right, so are you going to drive right up to the building? Uh, I mean, we have no reason not to, right? There's nothing in our briefing that suggests anything... That it's just the building itself and not the grounds? I mean, he talked about how scary inside the building was. He never really gave us anything about the grounds, right? Yeah, and as you're, as you're driving up, you're, you, know, you see that, like I said, the forest that, that used to be a, a wild forest is now essentially a park. It's, it's still late afternoon, so there's still kids playing out in the park. Houses have been started to be built in the fields around the manor. There's no gates or anything to the manor? No, there's no gates or anything. Okay, not blocking our exit. How, like, Rich, is this like a really big house or is this like a smaller house? So it's a three-story building. Okay. Um, and it's it's decent size. It's maybe 100 feet on one side and 50 feet on the other. So it's not huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. You pull up and there's a set, set of uh, marble stairs that lead up to the front entrance. There are two windows on either side of the door. The manor would have been stately in its time. Um, you can see the, the hints of, of grandeur that, that used to exist, but now it is just run down and a shell of what it normally was. There is no one staying here. This there, is is a... no, there is nobody here, correct? Okay. There are uh, 
two pots that would that probably held like you know palm trees or big ferns at one point that sit empty on either side of the stair. Uh, above the door is a balcony, and one of the the windows on the ground floor, right uh, on one side of the the main entrance, has a a slow, steady leak, which coupled with you know the the windows on either side and the the balcony overhead makes it look like the house is weeping. That's not creepy. Mm. Quite a fixer up. This would have been a beautiful house in its day. So you exit your vehicles. Um, there are, like I said, two windows flanking the main entrance. A set of marble stairs go up to the main entrance, the balcony overhead. Shall we just check the front door? I'm, I want to peek through a window. Okay. All right. See what's, see what's in there. You have a window on the left and a window on the right. Which one would you like to look through? Which one's the one that's got the leak? The one on the right. The other one. All right, so you're going to look at the window on the left. All right, uh, give me a perception check. Same thing. Uh, roll d20 and the d10, and add your perception bonus to the d20 roll. Perception, so I'm at 17 on the roll. Okay. And I, and I rolled a 10. And you rolled a 10. All right, so you've got one point of ingenuity. Woohoo! Nice. All right. So you look through the window, and uh, you see that there's, like, peeling wallpaper. It's kind of blue, and what looks like some old children's toys kind of lay discarded about. There is a small sofa in the room, and it, it looks like... This might have been some kind of uh, children's playroom or nursery. Uh, the the wallpaper has like you know clown faces or clowns on it. Just but it looks it's faded and brown and peeling. How many keys are on this key ring, or is it just the one for the door? Uh, it is one for the door and one uh, other one, which would apparently be used uh, for the servants' quarters. Good to know. I pull out the key for the front door. Is the front door, in fact, locked? The front door is locked. Good, good. Signs. Unlock the door and open. I'm sticking behind you. I'm still looking through the window, seeing if, making sure, seeing if I can see our movement outside of the main air entry. Doctor, are you done being a peeping Tom? You want to come with us? I will once you go inside, but until then. Until I well, until I until I fail to hear the sounds of you screaming, um, I'm going to keep looking. Such an optimistic perspective. I never thought I would see the day that two large gentlemen such as yourselves would be so afraid of entering a disgusting house and be cowering behind a small female such as myself. This is a truly empowering moment. I walk in the house. Yeah, I follow. So, all right. So Francesca and the the Reverend have walked in. You you enter uh, what was probably once a very opulent hall. It was definitely designed to impress. Very high ceiling, chandelier overhead, but all the the you know brightly colored tiles are all chipped and stained with dirt and years of of neglect. The the whole thing uh, instead of feeling opulent just feels oppressive. I'm gonna pull out my flashlight and just kind of have it handy for a moment. 
All right. Just, it's the, the, there's still some light coming in. There's there's plenty of windows. The the sun is probably an hour or two from setting. Okay. And there's light streaming in. It's it's not quite dim light yet, so you can still see fairly well. It's just maybe in some of the corners you might need to use the flashlight. Yeah, that's essentially if it's like a if it's a really dark cast shadow or like a corner, he's just kind of flashing it through it real quickly just to kind of see. Okay. Uh, so we saw what you said. The window he looked through was on the left. What do I see when I look to the right? All right. So looking to the right, this you would guess this is probably uh, or was probably a sitting room of some sort. Uh, there's some really old sofas and chairs where uh, you know the the stuffing is is seeping out of them. The springs have have poked through the the seat bottom and the backs. And you also see in the room that there are some tools. Uh, you would guess these are tools probably used by a real estate investigator. Most likely when Matthew fled the house, he dropped whatever he was carrying and it all just, he never came back for it. Uh, we could gather these for Matthew in case we see him on our way back. What a good Christian of you. Yeah, well, I'll just stick it in my very giant bags. Um, I'm walking towards where, uh, I guess the doctor is looking into the window. All right. So you're going to look, uh, you're going to walk over to the other room. Yeah. Okay. So you walk across the hall from, uh, the, the sitting room into what was, like I said, probably a nursery mm -hmm. and you see, uh, a sofa and a couple of chairs as well. Like I said, just, you know, Dolls with, you know, an eye missing, sitting in a corner, uh, old pool toys with wheels missing, and all the paint chipped and and discolored and faded. Can I um, can I try to like stealthily get up towards the window that the doctor's looking in, and then jump out at him like a, a jerk? Do a stealth check. Okay. Let me see what I have. Ten. <laughs> All right, and doctor, give me perception. Oh uh, no, your passive perception is seventeen. Yeah. Um. So you try and and sneak up on the doctor, and as you jump out in front of the window, I give him the kind of disapproving look you'd expect. I uh, motion for him to come in. It's fine. Okay. I head in through the door into the into the main hallway, the main entry entryway. Okay. I'm just looking around. None of the guys can see it, but I roll my eyes into the back of my head and I continue to the room to the right. Uh, all right. What I need all of you to do right now is give me a charisma saving throw. Okay. Oh, is that with the now with a D10 as well? That yes, you also roll. Anytime you roll a D20, you're rolling that D10 as well. Beautiful. Okay. Oh, then the last time I rolled, I got a three. Okay. Yeah, unless it's a 1 or a 10, you don't need to announce what it is, okay. unless I've changed the 1 in 10 to a different number. You said a save, right? Charisma saving throw. I, I have a total of 2. <laughs> I decided to really try to outdo Morgan, and I got a 6. My D10 says 10, though. Oh, okay. I uh, got 14, and my D10 is a 10. All right. If you've got a D, if you've got a ten on your roll, added point of ingenuity. Oh, sweet! Um, yeah, yeah. And both the reverend and the doctor are going to take three points of psychic damage. Sweet! I don't have a lot of life. Why use it? 
enter the house as you're standing in the house all three of you are standing in there you get this this feeling of the weight of the ocean just pressing down on all sides of you like you're being smothered and and pressed in and it just it shakes you and francesca you take only one point of psychic damage from this as you're able to to, just shake it off doctor along with this this feeling of of pressure coming down on you 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 get this this flash this vision of a gloomy watery cave there's water dripping from the ceiling there's just a layer of it on the floor the stone is darkened with this water and it is it is brackish and it smells foul and all of a sudden that's gone the that feeling just passes okay as a veteran of the bprd I tell everybody else, <laughs> this is not the kind of shit I want to keep a secret. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, what just happened? So the, the doctor, after, after this feeling of, of pressure coming down on that you all felt, mm-hmm. he gets this flash that just, you know, suddenly he doesn't see any of the room around and he just sees this gloomy, watery cave, uh, brackish, sm- foul-smelling water. Uh, at his ankles and dripping from the ceilings and down the walls. Wow. Relays hmm. this this feeling he got, this this flash of of an image in his mind. He relates this to all of you. It's a very vivid image. Are there waterways near this property? Caves or cliffs? Uh give me who would ever like to. Let's see. Give me a uh, history or survival check, whichever you prefer. History or survival, you said? Yeah, you can make you can your choice, whichever you'd like to use. Thirteen. Yeah, it's gonna be history, baby. Whew. On survival, I'm, I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> My history is fantastic, and I'll take that nat fifteen. Uh, altogether, I got a twenty-one on my roll, but a five on my d10. Okay. Uh, Surviving 12. 12? And the doctor had 13? Yep. Okay. So both uh, Francesca and the doctor know that there's no waterways near the house. Because that was part of the briefing that we had. Right. You you remembered from the briefing. About the damp. Right. And plus when you were driving up, you know, just looking at the surrounding countryside, there, there is nothing to to indicate that you know there should be any kind of waterway or water-filled cave in the area. It's very strange vision. Uh, it's a little unsettling. Don't worry, my friend. I'm sure you'll be fine. Should we check the basement? I'm much more interested in the master bedroom. Yeah, um, yeah. Basements are where you go to die. <laughs> Don't be silly, you big man. Uh, are you a veteran because you tend to avoid trouble? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know I'm not necessarily the greatest agent, but shouldn't we clear the house first? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like going straight to the source. If I like, And I just had a feeling about it. We can do that later. Let's continue. And I'm going to continue... Yeah, but hold on. Um, how how far how little how long is it till uh, sunset? 
it's it's probably roughly like three thirty right now. So you have about okay. three hours till sunset. Yeah, I gotta wait till nighttime till I can do something fun. I'm searching the uh, nursery. I'm just kind of looking through it, just anything. All right. So you're taking a look at the nursery. It's probably really depressing. I'm in the sitting room. Uh, but after that little psychic attack, I absolutely have my I, I have my hand on my firearm and it's unclipped. All right. So same. <laughs> Reverend, give me uh, an investigation check. Sure. Oh, I did well. Okay, hold on. Do I add anything? Oh, investigations and okay, that's in wisdom now. All right, that's cool. Uh, nineteen. All right, so you're you're moving around uh, the nursery. You know, you're you're kind of just trying to to see if anything's out of the ordinary. And you step near the couch, and the the floor feels a little soft. So hmm. you you push the couch out of the way just a little bit. Yeah. And. It, it seems like you know the floor is is damaged and cracked here, not any kind of like big hole that someone could climb through. But as you lean down to investigate further, you hear the faint croaking of frogs. I have my gun out now. <laughs> At frogs? Yeah. Um. The the reverend uh, says, "Uh, I'm not sure, but I." I might have found the thing that this guy was hearing in the walls. I run quickly to the entrance of the room, but do not enter and hide behind the door jam. The bravest. Uh, oh, yeah. I walk into the nursery, just sort of shaking my head as I walk past the doctor. Yeah. I, I am looking at our hit points difference, Morgan, and I am ashamed of you, sir. Um, <laughs> there, there's a reason for my am... self. I am two months away from retirement. <laughs> okay. You have a good point. A good point. No, we're just going to tell. I have seen too many movies. I've seen read too many books. I've watched too many TV shows about what happens to people that are two months from retirement. So <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Last week you had that thing with the demigorgon. You barely made it out of that. I, exactly. if you guys are in the room, if you guys have your guns out, I, I holster mine and I'm starting to pull out my crowbar, and I'm kind of just showing you, yeah, that like, uh, right here, there's a very soft spot in the floor, and I heard some croaking. Uh, if you're gonna tear apart the floor, then yes, I'll, I'll have my gun out just in, in case something does pop out. Uh, okay. one thing I heard croaking. The man did not describe any sort of croaking. Isn't that strange? I believe it is strange that there are frogs underneath the house. It doesn't necessarily mean that it could have been any creature, really, but frogs are unique in, within themselves. But the, the, the man, we literally asked him very clearly what sort of noises he heard. He could not describe them, and I'm hearing specifically frogs. A frog is a very easy thing to identify. I mean, a, a child could pick that noise out of anything. You don't find that peculiar? Well, perhaps Mr. Donald was distressed after seeing the woman hung in the mirror. I guess. All right. Uh, I'm going to pull my crowbar out and start to dig into the soft floor. All right. You start. I, I will occasionally be looking through the door, but otherwise I'll be looking, keeping an eye out outside the door. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't pit pocketed my keys off of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you start, you know, 
you tear up the the rotting carpet, the damp rotting carpet. You you start you know getting the the damp wood, and it just kind of chips and flakes away. It doesn't break up like real wood, and you, you get to you know the the subfloor, and all of a sudden frogs start hopping out of the hole. I mean, I'm I'm backing up. I'm not going to fire just yet, but I'm I'm just looking at the frogs coming out and sort of backing away slowly. Seems rather odd. How many are we talking here? Yeah, there's probably like you know a score of them. Wow! And they're just they just hop out and they're they're sitting on the floor and they're all just kind of staring at you. Like they're they're literally just looking at us. They're not running away from us. They're they're not running away. They're they're hopping about a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's like they hop and then they look at you. I'm gonna I'm gonna holster my weapon uh, and I'm gonna try to like shoo them away and I, I pull out my flashlight. I want to get close to where they popped out of it. I'm just gonna shine my light down and sort of look down. I prepare for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna shine your last your flashlight into the hole. You know, I'm I'm not like kneeling or anything. I'm essentially standing and pointing my flashlight downward and looking downward into the hole. All right, you you shine your flashlight down and like I said, it's just it's the the subfloor that would that would normally separate you know two two levels of a building. There's there's nothing else down there. It doesn't go down to to some chamber or something. It just just goes down to floor. Just to a floor, yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. Um, because the the floor was wet, I'm also looking up at the ceiling to see maybe if something dropped down on it, but I'm, I'm also constantly looking back at the frogs because they're making me a little bit nervous. There's nothing on the ceiling, and th- this soft area, this, this area where the, the wood is rotted and becomes soft, was underneath the, uh, underneath the couch. So any water, it, you know, it didn't seem to drip through the couch itself, so this seemed to have been uh, from something else. Do y'all have any idea how the floor could have got soft? I found it under the uh, couch. I can think of one way, but it's not appropriate. Disgusting. Helpful as always, Doctor. Happy to help. Where did you get your PhD? Don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me, not the character. Um, I got it in Australia. Okay, I cool. was literally going to be like, are you like Doc from the Seven Dwarves and nobody really knows? <laughs> Where he got the medical license from. Just somebody started calling him doctor one day. Yeah. Um, all right. So this was the nursery. Uh, I want to go back out to the hallway. Okay. When I went into the sitting room, was there another door in there that led elsewhere? Or did, was it just wall? There, there, was no, there was no door that led anywhere else. Uh, the main hall that you first entered continues further down. Uh, it does branch off to the right. And there is another door to the left beyond the sitting room. Okay. So if you if you look at, at page 24 of the quick start, you'll see the map is in there. You've explored uh, one, two, four, and one, two, three, and four as far as you know where you've been so far. All right. Okay. I specifically didn't print those pages. Give me one second. I will help you out. So uh, just what would you like to uh what's i'll go to the door that was on the uh you said the left of the sitting room yes all right yeah it's just just past the sitting room door yeah hand on hand on my holstered weapon 
Um, I'm keeping my crowbar handy with my flashlight. Okay. Are you joining Francesca? Yeah, I'm following you. And I'm following a couple steps behind that. Of course you will. All right. Francesca, I had just sent you a picture of the ground floor map. All right. So you continue down the hallway and you're going to enter the door on the left. You see the there's a hallway to the right that has stairs that lead up. When you get up to the to the door on the left, you will find that it is locked. Do, do we have a key for this? Oh, that little narrow one? Yes. Yep. Uh, I try the secondary key, the servant's quarters key, to see if this, uh, this might lead to the servant's quarters. No, this, this one does not seem to open for that. Uh, I have a key for it in my hand right here, and I, it takes the crowbar and he jams it in the door. <laughs> All right, give me a strength check. Yeah, crap. I'm not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking in every direction but the door. You can use athletics as well. Oh, that's great. Then uh, 12. <laughs> 12. All right. Yeah. So uh, don't forget to roll your D10 as well. I only got a five. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'll um, let you know if it's a little bit. You jam the crowbar in and, you know, you you really have to work at it. It, it takes a, a, a couple of minutes to, to really get the door pried and then you pop it open and just as the, the door swings open you're looking into what appears to have been an old cloakroom there's there's some pegs and benches along one side a small uh, fireplace to keep it warm and nothing else in there that you see this key works every time yeah i'm going to i'm going to go back to holding my flashlight in one hand and the crowbar in the other and just kind of beaming it around into dark areas all right that was here. Did we do it? We do we do a thorough search of this this cloakroom? I mean, looking in, you don't see anything that that jumps out at you. You can choose to you know investigate further if you wish. Nothing jumps out. It's fine. Francesca will go back out into the hallway. Okay. Uh, and I, what is that? The room. So directly across from the cloakroom is the stairs that lead up, and then there are further doors down the hall. Doctor, why don't you start upstairs? We can we can investigate the rest of down here. Hell no. <laughs> Are you scared of some frogs? I'm scared of everything. Come down, doctor. You'll be fine. I get my prostate checked monthly, not yearly. I'm scared of everything. That's an intimate doctor. I, I guess I'm going to keep looking downstairs to anything that's left. If there, if we have already searched the downstairs, then I'll start going up. It like, looks like two more rooms downstairs. So There's yeah. uh, one, two, more three, yeah, five more areas to, to look at. Okay. Let's clear the first floor and then we'll move upstairs. Yeah. Okay, we're literally only in the, on the bottom third of it so far. Yeah. So we've done one, two, four, and what other one? One, two, five, three, uh, four, and six. Yeah. And we can see five. And you can see five is a stairway. Okay. I guess I'll go to door seven and I guess check out what looks to be a kitchen and dining room. You enter the kitchen and except for a really old stove uh, and some cupboards with all the, uh, um, the, the doors kind of open and you can see that the, the cupboards are all empty. Uh, there's nothing in there. You do see that there's some water that is pooled up toward the back of the room, and there is mold growing 
in the cupboards. Hmm. Are the, is it like, I assume there's a sink? Yeah. Is it leaking or anything? Uh, the sink is not leaking. Okay. And there's just water pooling in the back. Yeah. Flick the sink on. Uh, he kind of hits it with his crowbar. <laughs> Make an attack roll. Sure. Actually, not that bad. Uh, what do I add? Is it just strength? Straight up strength. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, so you're going to be making an attack. You'll add your um, your proficiency bonus to the attack. Okay. Doesn't count as an improvised weapon? And, yeah, it would be an improvised weapon, essentially. <laughs> okay. So does that seem, still mean I get my proficiency, or should I just go yep. strength? Yep, okay. you still get your proficiency. Awesome. Then uh, 16. All right. You, you bring the crowbar down on the faucet of the sink, and you snap it right off, and brown brackish water just starts coming up, oozing up through the pipe and filling into the sink and it starts going down the drain and you just see it slowly starts leaking out from underneath the sink. I said to turn it on, not to break it. I uh, I got a little overzealous. You need to be more specific. Yes. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, I, 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 I can't even... Uh, I, just, I, I just walk out of the kitchen like I'm not even going to bother. I, I, I can't even bother. No, it's too much. Let's move on to the next room. I poke my head into door into the the door across from the kitchen into door eight into room All eight. Right. So eight looks like it was once uh, a lavish dining room. Uh, there's a large table that probably could have sat a dozen people at it at one time. The chandelier overhead has been raised all the way up to the ceiling. Uh, it doesn't hang low at all. The the wallpaper, like the rest of the house, though once very opulent, is just peeling and stained. The the bare wall behind is glue stained and brown. And the doctor has a passive perception of seventeen. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as you you peek your head in, you hear what sounds like very distant creaking footsteps above this room there's someone upstairs and you wanted me to go up there no no I, i'm not in the room i'm still in the kitchen the door the two doors are basically across from each other yeah i'm hitting stuff oh. <laughs> he's hitting stuff with his crowbar yeah like, <laughs> breaking the sink in the kitchen this is kind of fun and like i know that they're gonna have to sell this place but like eh, i'm doing my job not with that piping system they're selling this place this is gonna be condemned yeah i wouldn't sell this place all right. Um, yeah. While they're doing that, I'm just going to continue investigating the room. So, I, I I look at I look at the doctor and I, I didn't see anyone upstairs. Are you saying I'm hearing things? Do you think I'm insane? Do you think I'm insane? You're holding a weapon. So are you? And I'm your ally. You're holding it aggressively. No, I'm just holding it. I'm just I'm just holding my pistol, pistol, and occasionally stroking it with my other hand. Nothing wrong with that. That's. Great. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the other room, you just hear the Reverend making uh, like lightsaber noises, like, <laughs> and then clack, clack. <laughs> what church did you belong to? <laughs> Strike me down, and I'll rise up more greater than you've ever seen. What other what room? What other room do we miss down here? We've got the far end of the of the. If you look at the map, um, we've got to about two thirds of the way up from the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. As you exit the, the dining room and you're standing in that hall, the, uh, the reverend comes out of uh, another door from the kitchen 
you see there are a set of stairs that lead down directly in front of you. There is a door to your right and a door to your left. I will check the door to the right. I head to the, just this side of the, the intersection. Okay. Keeping an eye on all three entrances. Yeah. The, the stairs down and the door to the right and left. Head in the swivel, guys. Yes, we know. So Francesca goes to the room on the, the right. I go to the left. There's the, the room itself is, is fairly empty. The only thing that is in here is a mat for wiping feet. So you're pretty sure this was probably like a tradesman entrance at one point. That leads to the, to the exterior of the house? Yes. And the, the door there, the, the outside door is locked. Uh, I just, I just want to be sure. I try the key, the front door that we entered through and to see if that opens this locked door. Yes, it does open that door. I relock it and shut this door. All right. And the Reverend goes to the left. Yes, sir. So as you enter the left, you find that there is a, a stone staircase that leads down. Uh, and I'm sorry, the, the staircase at the end of the hall actually goes up. It doesn't go down. So yeah. Like instead of stone stairs that lead down toward a basement. Hmm. I think we have to go see about the man upstairs. And there's another door right next to the uh, the stairs going down. Okay. Is there anything actually in the room other than the stairway? Other than the stairway, no. Okay. Uh, nothing in here except for a stairway that goes down. Nope. I found an exit to the house. Yes. Is it unlocked? No, I've left it locked. I do. I don't want anyone entering behind us. That's a good. That is a good tactic. I like that, Francesca. Thank you. I'm going to mull that over. <laughs> Whether that's a good... Because it also means that we're locked in here. I mean, you can still go out the front door or one of the windows that you like to look through. I would plan on doing that. I've already had that. <laughs> that's already in <laughs> the forefront of my mind. Jump from a window. Let's do it from the second story, though. Yes. I like that idea. All right. So uh, I think it's time to go see about your man upstairs. Doctor. Oh, did you hear somebody upstairs? I heard somebody upstairs. Yes, he was claiming the steps. I didn't hear anything, though. I think uh, he should be terrified. The reverend calls out, hello? Hello? I listened. Give me a perception check. Okay. I rolled a 22 for perception. Okay. But I rolled a 1. I rolled a 10. All right. I rolled a 15 in total for my perception, and I have rolled another 10. All right. Whereas the doctor kind of heard them heard footsteps directly overhead. You hear a creaking sound, but it sounds further away from you than you know what the, the doctor heard originally. Like he heard it directly above him. Now that is like further away in the house. Not footsteps, just creaking. Just like a creaking sound, yes. Mm. But it it's it's a creaking that's moving. Mm. Well that could just be more frogs upstairs. I take a tighter grip on my gun. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worth investigating. Yes, but... We still have to clear the house, so we have to go upstairs either way. It's true. And I'm still desperate to see this master bedroom. Yep, ladies first. Uh, I'll follow you, Francesca, don't you? Which stairway do you want to go up? The one in the back that's right near where you are right now, or the one you passed on the way in? We might as well go up the one we're near. Yeah, yeah. the closest one always would make sense. Okay, so... You ascend the stairs, and Francesca's in front? Yes, because apparently the two veterans behind me can't deal with a haunted house. 
The reason why veterans is we don't go first. I'm a chaplain, okay? <laughs> Let's get something straight. You, you get to the top of the stairs, and uh, you're in a very short hallway, uh, maybe 20 feet long, and then there is just a door on your left. I'll try the door. The door opens. Boom, and it is. It, it's another uh, empty room, peeling wallpaper, nothing, nothing of interest in this room, no other doorways in it, two windows, but that seems to be all that's up here. Not the master bedroom. Not the master bedroom. You would think this is probably like a servant's room because it's attached to the servant's end of the house. Uh, question, Rich. Uh-huh. How often do we, like, have they been sent out where it's just kind of like a hoax? Or, like, it's not really that big of a deal? You're never sent any place where it's a hoax. Oh, I will take this more seriously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're being called in, it's not a hoax. Okay. Although there's 100% a haunting, and I, I plan on, on making contact later, but I have to wait for it to get dark. Okay. That's why I'm like, I have no idea what you guys are freaking out about. We've done this before. Yes, by being cautious. Unless you're a big, unless you're a big red guy with a with an indestructible fist, taking shit se- taking shit seriously is probably smart. Uh, to be honest, uh, I think you'll probably notice something a lot sooner than I will. That's why I like backing you up. I try to always be there to back you up. I am, I am not very good about noticing things. I often get lost and just thinking about things. If you didn't notice, I, I kind of trash that kitchen, losing track <laughs> of time. <laughs> hey, they're not going to be able to stop this house. Trust me. Guy with the highest perception is at the back of the line. Absolutely. Protecting the protecting the flanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can uh we can probably arrange a meeting about this uh this whole hierarchy and who goes first and later. Let's just continue on with what we're doing. I just uh, does uh, my I have a passive fifteen investigation. Does that do anything in this room that I've opened? All right, so you you're you're taking a moment to investigate the room and you you notice that it looks like there's something like something has been written under part of the wallpaper i immediately go to the wallpaper and begin peeling the already peeling wallpaper back okay you you peel it aside and in this scrawl of jagged long line you just see don't stay the night Hmm. Gentlemen, I'm coming, Francesca. It, it appears we may not. Yeah. Okay. I'm at the door, and I'm fully agreeing with the with the person who wrote that. Uh, just to be just to be safe, I I now want to go to like each wall in here and just sort of tear a little bits and see if I see any other writing. Yeah. Let's see if we can find another Banksy. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody who's looking, give me an investigation check. Okay. Epsa, flog and lootly. I am super good at those. I'm not. I'm just checking the hallway, checking behind, checking in the room. I got an 11. I got an 18 on the on uh, my check, but a five on my die. My ingenuity die. All right. Um, you you spend a few minutes and you thoroughly go over the the whole room, and there's, you know, you've peeled wallpaper aside, you know, any place where it looked like it was starting to, to be loose enough to peel, you, you start looking at that. Um, nothing else seems to be written. That's it. We move on to down the hallway to the next room. Yeah. There is no other 
uh, doorways on in the hallway. It is uh, it just it's a dead end. That that was the only doorway that was up here. So it's going to like the top of a tower type, one room, and done. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody that could make footsteps around here. What do you guys think? Well, this is obviously not the whole of the upstairs, is it? No, no. You know this. Like I said, you know this is probably like uh, what would have been a servant's room above the servant's area, and okay. they didn't want servants wandering through the, you know, the, the main part of the house. So it was probably just walled off as a separate area. Okay. Cool. I go back to the staircase and look down the stairs. You go back down the staircase or you look down the staircase? I'm looking down the stairs first. All right. Uh, you look down the stairs. It's still the stairway. Okay. I, I just walk straight past him while he's looking down the stairwell. Cool. Can I have your birth date and your, your full name and your birth date for your tombstone? It's in my file. You can look at that right. later. Okay, cool. As long as we've got that on file. Cool. I'm following Francesca. And I'll, then I'll follow behind, continuing to look behind us as we, wherever we go. All right, so you get down the stairs. I'm walking down the stairs thinking about, like, how I was saved from an Egyptian tomb by Hellboy, and I'm like, man, this is where the fuck I ended up? <laughs> I'm just watching your back. Where did I take that wrong turn in my life? The Reverend's just having a good old time. <laughs> All right, so you come down the stairs. You're, you're back in the main hallway, and you're going to head down toward the, uh, the main staircase that you passed on your way in. Yep. All right. But continuing to look behind us. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I did not even say anything to you, Doctor. I don't know who you're talking to. I just hear like Donald Glover's head, like in my head, going two weeks to retirement. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. So close. All right. Just as you start passing the first door into the kitchen, something suddenly springs out of the other door that's into the kitchen. And it is this pale, green-skinned, humanoid figure, wide mouth, large eyes, and it leaps out at you and goes to attack. At them or me? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's going at who's at the front of the line. Okay, so not me. Um... <laughs> We walked past, you're saying we walked past the kitchen and then it came out the second door behind us. So wouldn't that be the third person? No, no, line? you walked past the first door and it leapt out in front of you as, but you know, before you got went it. further down. Okay. Got it. So that's me. Is yep. Francesca getting attacked? Francesca is, is suddenly being attacked by this pale green skinned humanoid figure, wide mouth, big, large eyes. Fire. I'll shoot it. I am. I am going to use. Uh, go, well, no, he's gonna. He's gonna make an attack against me now. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. You see, he's got these two malformed claws that it's swinging at you. I. Uh, well, depending. Yeah. No, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna use watch out, which is. Uh, all right. Let's let's have everybody do initiative. Okay. I was just pressure going with initiative. Do we roll a d10 with initiative as well? Of course, I get a good yes, initiative roll. Freaking a. Ugh. I got a dirty twenty. What's a dirty twenty? That's a tw not an unnatural 20. Okay. It's a total value of 20. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, so I haven't heard that term before, so. I figured that's probably what it was, but yeah. <laughs> but like, so uh, Rich, if I'm using watch out and she's getting attacked, it's a reaction, and I'm using okay. deployment tactics, and I'm throwing her backwards and getting in front of her. So you're on your turn, though. 
No, this is well, a reaction. No, it's, it's a reaction. So, yeah. so yeah. So if as the creature goes to attack her, yeah. you'll be able to do that. All right. So yeah. the Reverend's got a twenty. Telling me I'm freaking. I had a plan the whole time, Francesca. You gotta trust us. We're your team. So what's Francesca's? Uh, thirteen. Uh, in total. All right, Francesca is thirteen, and the good doctor. Eight. Good doctor is eight. You mean the guy that was super paranoid and on high alert for everything got an eight for initiative? Yep. All right. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> Reverend, you're up first. Uh, so is the thing attacking her? Uh, yeah, it's not going yet. It's it's okay. further down in the initiative, but yes, it's charging at her. It's it's got both claws just ready to rake her. So it, it didn't really have like a surprise round. I thought it was getting like a surprise. No, round. your 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 passive perceptions were so high, and I rolled so poorly on stealth that okay. you didn't get surprised by it. Okay, um, I'm gonna drop the cross. The cross. What is it called? What am I even saying? Crowbar. Words. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> drop the crowbar. Pull my pistol out and fire immediately. Got it. Okay. Oh, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Seventeen. 17. That will hit. Uh, don't forget to keep rolling your D10s. Yep. I didn't get a... I only got an 8. And total damage, uh, 2 D10s, it says for a, a 12 damage. Let me see what my bonus actions are. You can attempt to focus check a bonus action, negate disadvantage on spell. 12 damage. Okay, and uh, I am going to use my bonus action, uh, coordinated effort. Okay. And that essentially is the help action, and I'm giving that to Francesca so that whatever thing she needs, she's about to do, I'm helping her do it. All right, so she'll have advantage on the attack roll because Francesca's yeah. next. Essentially. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm a good reverend. I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action to use This Is Gonna Hurt. Awesome. Uh, where I attempt a focus check as my bonus action and a success, I can add my intelligence score to the damage, I believe. Yep. So let's roll this biatch. Oh, natural 19. What do I add to this thing? Focus check would be uh, 10 or higher. A more difficult focus check, the DC is A plus one half the agent level. Yeah. Your, your levels are only five, so it would only make it an 11. So I'm just going to go with the DC 10 for this. Okay, well, I rolled a net 19. So, yep. So you're focused. You're, you're pulling that off. You hit a creature with an attack before the end of your next turn. You can spend a hit die and add that amount roll to the damage of the attack. But now I will make my attack with my pistol. Okay. Uh, nat 17. That will hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Oh, and uh, I didn't roll a d10 with that. Did you use my um my help? So you got a... Advantage, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Advantage. Maybe you get a nat 20. Uh, no, I did not get a nat 20. That's okay. It's still worth it. Yeah. Uh, so is that 2D ends for damage now? Yeah. Go with the Lord, sir. Hell yeah. Do I roll an additional D10 with the damage die for ingenuity or no? It's only for the D20 rolls. Uh, only for the D20 rolls. Yeah. Not so. Altogether, that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. And now I can spend a hit die to add more to it. I just okay. need to see how many hit die I actually have. Where is that on this sheet? It's usually per level, and we like I'm five. I don't know about you. Yeah, I just need to know what my hit die actually is. Oh, um, I think everybody's a D10 except for me. I'm a D8. Francesca, yep. it's D10. Yeah. All right. Bam. Uh, oh, and that's a ten. So an additional ten to that eleven. So twenty-one. 
Wow. Oh, oh, the creature, you know, the, the two shots are, you know, just blood spraying everywhere. And it, you see that the eyes are starting to unfocus a little bit, but it's still, you know, angry and it is charging at Francesca. Is the Reverend going to use his bonus action? Or no, he used it for the help action. No, like my bonus, the reaction is different than the bonus action, I thought. No, or, no, no it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. Okay. No, they're not. No, bonus yeah, action is separate from reaction. Bonus, bonus and reaction are different, yes. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd like to use my watch out, and then I'm switching places with her. All right, so you yank Francesca's side and jump in front, ah! and this creature swipes at you. Does uh, 13 hit. Yes. All right, so then I'm assuming a 23 will also hit. Yeah. She's essentially wearing paper towels, it seems. <laughs> So you take 14 points of slashing damage as these claws just rake across your chest, you know, tearing big, huge gouges out. And um, I now have a minor injury. You do now have a minor injury. Oh, dear. Didn't I say something about our vests that working against... Um, I'd have to use the reaction in order to use the vest. And I use the reaction to pull her out of the way. So you can only react once. Okay. Yeah. It's to cause a critical hit to become a regular hit for the vest. Well, I'm looking at... Um, the stab vest and ballistic vest. Right. The... You have a choice of either a stab vest or a ballistic right. vest. Sorry. I have a tactical vest, and that one, uh, I can use a D6 to reduce it. Yeah, but, yeah uh... no. Everybody has a, everybody has a tack vest, but it mm -hmm. either serves as a stab or a ballistic vest. You would choose before the mission normally. Oh, okay. um, So I'm going to say that everybody has a stab vest. Okay. So you gain resistance to piercing damage, and I believe... Damage reduction 2 against slashing. Uh, yeah, this is slashing. So you would reduce the damage by 2. And also on the bottom, everyone should note that you can, in fact, use your reaction with attack vest to cause a critical hit to become a regular hit. Cool. Yep. So instead of 14 points, you only take 12 points of damage. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Still have that minor wound though, right? Yeah, you only have yeah. a con of ten. Yeah, because yeah, like you guys, I know you were making fun of me, Francesca, but like he has, tw she ha he has twenty eight health points. Everyone else is above thirty. He has twenty eight, and everything else is very low, other than like his ability to persuade. I just have a lot of different moves. I I just I, I <laughs> like that you know he he yanks the Francesca out of the way. He's like no, and the creature slashes across him, even though he's the weakest of the group. Yeah. All right, so it is now the doctor's turn. Okay. He runs and jumps out a window. And... <laughs> no, I can, as long as I'm not directly in the line of fire, I'm fine. Leaves a doctor-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do I do a focus action, a focus check? Uh, you just need to make, pass a DC 10 roll, so it's just rolling a D20. And uh, 10 or higher, it's, you have focus. Okay, I don't get focus, so I can't name them and break them. Um, I will double tap this bastard, though. Um, so when you take the action, you can make two attacks instead of one, or you can forgo your second attack to gain advantage on a single attack. So I'll just go shoot him twice. Okay. Oh, crap, I could have done that in my round, too. Shit. <laughs> okay, so I roll twice. Okay. Uh, so it's a, a separate D10 for each? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Okay... Um, 18 to for the first attack. That'll hit. And 18 for the second attack. Nice and hit. Two threes on the tens. The, the okay. tens. Well, good. So it's 4d10. Yes. 22. 
All right. So <laughs> the doctor, ah, boof, two shots right in the head. Thing falls over backwards. I, I, I blow the, the, um, the gun smoke away, acting real cool as if it, as if it was always planned. I'm going to make those two weeks, man. I'm going to make <laughs> I don't notice you looking cool because I'm too busy profusely bleeding. Doctor, please help him. He's bleeding out. Yep, I get my bed kit out. Oh, well, sorry. Sorry. I pumped, I pumped two more shots into this. Into the if, if the guy's down, I pump two more shots into him. Okay. Then I get my med kit out. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. medicine check. You only have so many bullets. Yeah. How many bullets do you have? 17 rounds, three mags apiece. Three mags. Um, so is that four sets of 17 or three? I'm not sure whether or not that's counting as empty or full. When it... it says just we have three mags and they have 17 rounds apiece. Yeah, plus three mags. Does, does the gun have a, a mag as part of its issuance? or? Uh, let's say it does. Four total. Okay. Um, yeah, um, okay, so from my medicine, I rolled a total of 10. All right, let's see. Medicine. You dig your fingers deep into my wound. <laughs> Pulling the bullet out. All Always right. do that first. Ask again, where did you get your PhD? <laughs> <laughs> your mother. Is your mother a doctor, Francesca? No. Does she teach at university? Oh, I'm from Edinburgh. Oh. All right, let's see. Healing. It's DC 12. Um, Oh, Great. Oh, sorry. To stabilize. Oh, I'm not. I'm not dying. I just need. No. I need hit points. Yeah. All right. So you rolled a ten. Yeah. All right. So you're you're unable to improve his his condition. Now you can, um, you can choose to uh, do a dust off, which is essentially taking five minutes to spend hit dice for regaining hit points. I would like to do that. Okay. Because that would also... Doesn't it remove the minor wound? Uh, dust off, I don't think, removes a minor wound. No. I think you need to do um, a take time, which is spending an hour. No, I'm not going to take an hour. Yeah, I'll do the D8. Just like get a D8 for health. Okay. So for five minutes. Cool. All right. Um, I guess if we're taking a rest, I'm going to use uh, my nagging feeling ability. Okay. I'm going to store an ingenuity point. Uh, I'm only going to attempt to store one of the two that I have. Okay. And uh, storing ingenuity helps at the at that final record, that case file sheet, right? Yeah, yeah, because you, you want to be able to, to pull those ingenuity out when you need them. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and try and store one here. Uh, oh, okay. But because I'm rolling the focus check, I still roll a d10, right? Correct. Fantastic. Okay, so I got a 10 on my D10, and I got a 13 on my focus check. So you're able to store one, and you've got another one. Uh, I'm going to attempt to do this again, then, because apparently I can do it a number, a number of times because of my proficiency modifier, which is three. Sorry? Uh, how, how, wounded left, wound, how more wounded are you? Um, I mean, I'm only down eight points now, so I'm okay. Um, I'm going to ask if somebody wants to examine that, that frog that just slashed me. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm uh I'm gonna keep the second ingenuity point for now. I'm not gonna roll. Okay. Okay, because um I, I'll I'll use my field doctor, uh, attempting a bone a, a focus to see okay. if I can do it multiple times. Yeah, I made that. Uh, so I'm gonna use two d six 
two charges of my med, med kit to um to just heal. Okay. Yeah. So it's two d six. Awesome. Um, which are six. So I got six more hit points back. Six more hit points back. Sweet. Thanks, man. And that uses one use of my field doctor and two uses of my field dressing. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll take a, while they're finishing up. I'll take a time to examine the creature's body. All right. Give me an investigation check. I have a passive of fifteen, but I'll happily roll. Oh, natural twenty, uh, but nothing on the d10. Okay. Total of twenty-six. So you, you start examining the body. What you determine is this seems to be uh, a creature that's in the midst of transforming. Like it's lots of, of frog-like appearance to to the face and the hands and and the palish green skin. But you could see that you know probably in like a, a low light or shadow. This is something that would easily pass as as human. Okay, uh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, screw it. I'm going to give it a shot. What are abilities for if you don't use them? I'm going to attempt to manifest one of my psychic abilities. Okay. Uh, let's see, in order to manifest it, I have to make a focus check of eight plus half my level. Where do you guys see the um, DC for focus checks? Uh, it is on page four. Oh, thank you. Psychic powers are slightly different. Yeah, they probably are. Uh, I, oh, it requires a charisma saving throw of eight plus half my level. So this is a charisma save. Let's do this. Okay, not bad. Uh, the DC would be 12, if I'm not mistaken, because half my level is 2.5 round down, right? Right. All right, great. So I rolled a, a net 15 plus one is a 16. I uh, didn't get anything on the D10. All right, so what are you doing? As part, Actually, as part of the saving throw... Roll 3d10 instead of 1d10 to determine doom and ingenuity. Okay. Oh, I have to roll two more d10s. So the first one didn't get nothing. Nothing on the second one. Nothing on the third one. Great. Okay. Uh, and I'm doing uh, psychometri- psychometry. Uh, you can reach out and sense the aura and memories of an area or individual, gaining advantage on the investigation check. Oh, well, technically I did that already, didn't I? Crap. I should have did that before. Well... You've done it. So what you get is, you know, you, you close your eyes and you start just trying to focus on the surroundings, you know, feeling, feeling the atmosphere of the building, feeling the, the dampness that just seems to permeate everything here. And you get this, this overwhelming sense of misery, like just oppressive sadness and even though your, your eyes are closed, you can see the hallway in front of you. Uh, you know, your, your friends are, are behind you. The creature's lying dead in front of you. Do I get any memories of the, frog, of, of the frogman? Uh, other than just anger and, and ferociousness and, and just this desire to destroy anything in here, that is the memory you're getting from it. But what you... What you also get, even though, like I said, your eyes are closed and, and you still see everything laid out in front of you, just kind of like this, this haziness, you, you see the faint outline of a, a female figure who is walking away from you down the hall and she turns left to head up the staircase and she just kind of turns her head to look at you and you, you feel this immense sadness and the figure disappears up the stairs. 
um, there are just a small, tiny stream of tears running down my face. And without saying a word, Francesca just sort of gets up from examining this frog creature and begins slowly pacing behind uh, the, the female. Do, okay. do we notice the tears? Did you turn to look at them before you, as you were? Oh. Just, just following the lady. You just, yeah. you see her, you know, she extends her hands out, and then after a few minutes, she lowers them and just starts walking toward the stairway. Just every image of my mind is being back at that tomb and, and everything that happened, the, the creatures that came to life from there and, and my team being destroyed and eventually my rescue. Did she turn up towards the stairwell? Yeah, she went, she went up the stairwell that you passed the, when you first entered. This is her vision. We don't see the... You don't, you don't see it. Only she saw it. And it, okay. was, it was not a full-on haunting. It was just this faintest outline of this female figure. The only thing that was clear was just the sadness in her face. I'm just like making sure my bandages are okay and trying to fix some of my clothing that got ripped. Oh, the Reverend, you look a mess. Yeah. Francesca goes upstairs. She just walks away? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as soon as I notice she's not there, I start following. All right, and the, the doctor will be following along behind you. Wait, wait, you're still bleeding. Stop, stop. <laughs> Hopefully the doctor will be following. With a bucket. All right, so Francesca starts heading up the stairwell. Once, once I start heading up, do I lose sight of her? Is she, like, gone? Yes. You, as soon as she turned the corner to, to start going up the stairs, you lost sight of her. I'll go, I'll go halfway up the stairs before I stop, and, like, I'm just, like, caught up in the moment. So we say wandering off. Francesca has started going up the stairs to go up, st- up to the second floor. I make sure the injured guy is moving fine. He, he is moving fine. He checked all his bandages. Thank you. I will stay behind him to make sure his bandages don't fall off. That's my excuse. That's fine. <laughs> Just keep those guns ready. That was very helpful. I uh, holster my sidearm and pick my crowbar back up and come back at it. I do not holster my sidearm. That makes sense. All right. So you are heading up the stairs and you reach the the first floor, and I put the map in the Discord chat for the second floor for everybody. Yep. You come up the stairs, and you're looking at uh, a hallway uh, that that runs from the front of the house to the back of the house, and a door, a couple of doors directly across from the stairway. Um. Okay, just on the on the map that wind. So where's the wind? You got the stairway that. That wins its way. So five, five is the stairs that you're coming up. Yeah, that window so, is that is that at level to the landing? That's yeah, halfway that's up level the to the landing. Okay, just so I know, I'm just keeping an eye on my exits. I know you're checking your exit points. Didn't want to make sure that was like high up on the wall type thing. No, that's that's, that's at landing level. It's a very large uh, stained glass window. Will look pretty when I'm going through it. Uh, so Francesca looks quickly left and right, and n- not seeing the the image of the woman, I'm going to go to the first door to my right, which I believe that's room three. Room seven. That's a seven. We're in room three. Hawaii is yeah. room three. So you're you're on the first floor landing. Um, again, peeling wallpaper. You know, you can see that at some point pictures probably hung on the wall, like the the spaces where there the area behind it was is not as discolored as the area around it. 
but all the pictures have long since disappeared. So Francesca gets up to the top of the stairs. She turns right and heads to uh, the the first door there. As you're uh, you look in the room, uh, it's empty, but there's water on the on the floor. And as you're watching it, the water drips from the floor up to the ceiling. The temperature in this room drops as you're standing there. You can feel it's just a little colder. Okay, I'm standing on the landing of the stairs, keeping an eye on all doors left and right. Um, I I step into the room. Um, Anything with a 15 for passive investigation? You don't see anything else in there, but as you, you step in, you notice that there's a puddle of water on the ceiling. Not like dampness, but like water is pooling on the ceiling. Like a reverse gravity type effect. Yes. I uh, I just reach my hand out and I try to catch one of the droplets going up. You, you reach your hand out and the water hits into your hand and it just kind of, you know, you, you've got it palm down and the water just kind of sits in your hand as though gravity is reversed there and it just pools in your hand. You, you pull it back away from, from where this water is dripping and you see it just starts running down your hand like it normally would. I'm fo- like, I've been following Francesca, so I'm going to enter the room eventually. I don't know how long she's going to be doing that, but I'll be in and after. And I'm staying in the hoy. I'm just looking up at the ceiling at the pooling water. Um, I, just sort of, I, I just kind of genuinely reach out and sort of ask, go, um, what, what are you trying to show me? Where are you trying to lead us? Give me an occult check. You got it. What is that under? Uh, I think that's under intelligence. Yeah, it's in intelligence. Right under history. I have a plus six on that. Holy crap. Archaeologist. Yeah. Uh, ugh, I got a nine on the D10. Very close. Uh, my total check, though, is a 21. All right. So you, you kind of stretch your feelings out, speaking to the house to the to the just the the presence of the house itself and you get the feeling that nothing is going on in this room but obviously there there must be something that is above this room that is having an effect on it okay uh i i turn to go to leave and i as i pass the reverend i ask him do you see her is she out there in the hole uh who are you talking to talking about francesca the, the the woman, the crying woman, the sad lady. Is there is there someone else here? For a moment there was. Like how you're also completely unaffected by the anti gravity water going in the room. That's I'm, I'm paying more attention to that. Um, <laughs> because like I just walked in and all I see is a puddle and then I start to see it going upward and I'm like, Well, what the hell is going on over there? Have mercy, we ain't seen nothing like this there where I've come from. I'm trying to see if I have anything, because like I kinda wanna play with the water that's going upwards. Oh, I have a pen. Yeah, I'm gonna unscrew the pen, and I want to like, uh, how like is it clear water, Rich? How nasty is it? Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it's it's dirty water. It's not like black or brownish, but it's not clear water either. It's you know, it's water that's pooled in an old house for many years. I wanna I wanna try like I wanna open a pen that I have and drip just a little bit of ink as close to where it's dripping upward as possible and see if that follows it. Okay, so you you unscrew the pen, you you squeeze a little bit of ink out, and it drops into the the little bit of water that's on the the ground. 
and you see it kind of swirls in with the, the rest of the water there. And as it gets toward the center of, of this little pool of water, it forms into a drop with the rest of the water and it goes up to the ceiling. That is very interesting. So you can add things into the equation. It continues on. That's magnificent. He uh, closes up the pen. He watches it a little bit more. And I, I assume Francesca is already long gone. <laughs> I'm I'm back out into the hallway and checking uh, a set of double doors that's immediately to the right outside of that outside of that door. Yeah, this this is just an old bathroom. Uh, there's a window that uh, looks out onto a rooftop. There's no second floor, obviously, above that area, and you know it's just damp and disgusting. You would never want to use that bathtub in your life. I walk past the doctor and I say, don't let the reverend in that room. He'll break the sink in there too. <laughs> uh, so I'll go immediately across from seven to eight. All right. So you enter room eight. This is a, a fairly opulent or once opulent looking room, a very large canopy bed. And obviously like, you know, some, some really nice wallpaper that again, peeling, faded, water-stained. Uh, the carpeting in here is, is much plusher, even though it's, it's old and worn. Uh, you can still see that this was, this was a room of great opulence. And give me an investigation check. Certainly. Uh, plus six or 19, and I have a 10 on the die. Okay. As you enter the room and you're, you're standing trying to, you know, look and, and get details of the room from all around you. You just hear a faint crying, soft crying that you, you can't put a, a position on it. It just seems to, to be lingering in the room. Close my eyes and I try to just reach out again and say, it's all right. I here to help. Give me another occult check. Uh, eh, not as good. 15 in total. Uh, nothing on the D10. So you said 15 in total? Yeah. You, you don't, you don't get any answer back, but you, you get the feeling that something resides here, that this, this seems to be a focal point for something. Um, I sort of just shout out, uh, to the boys. There's an entity in this room. Oh, well, I'll be right over. And I walk over to the, where she is. I stay where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doc. At the, top of the, at the top of the stairs, but not in a position where I can get pushed down the stairs easy. Okay. Because so we're dealing with ghosts and frogs, man, and you're worried about falling down the stairs. I'm worried about you guys pushing me down the stairs. <laughs> okay. The, 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 the crying woman, she's in here. I can feel her. Uh, where where do you think uh, she seems to be emanating from? I'm unsure, but I, I may be able to reach out to her, or more to the point, give her means to communicate. However, I won't be able either one to communicate with her. May have to be you. Okay. Remember one time in Monaco? Oh, you would be channeling her. I'd just talk through her, through you. Correct. 
Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't mind having conversations with dead people. It's great. Very well. I can have tell them about the old iPhone I just bought. <laughs> yeah, this is going to go great. Uh, all right, I'm going to attempt to manifest another power. Let's see if he can this mother effer. Uh, so let me make my charisma check to see if it happens. And I have to roll three d10s with it instead of one. Charisma is my actual good skill. I just got to roll higher than a 12. Boom! 17. Uh, and on my first d10, there is, in fact, a 10 there. That's another point of ingenuity. Uh, oh, and then a, a now a point of doom. Okay. You keep track of those, correct? I'm keeping track of the doom, yes. Okay, well, I have now earned a point of doom, unfortunately. Great. Third D10. Okay. All right. So you start laying out your your, your candles, and you, you get the incense burning. You clasp hands with the, the reverend and begin calling out to the spirit that resides. You mugwig Wi-Fi Jisau, you mugwig Wi-Fi Jisau, <laughs> you mugwig Wi-Fi Jisau. After a few moments, the light in the room seems to dim. The the curtains blow, even though the window's closed and there's no wind. The, the floorboards start to creak. And then in the center of the room, this ghostly visage of a woman. She's She's dressed in a long dress, uh, something from you know the 1920s, from a very long time ago, and she she raises her eyes to look at you, and screams with rage and anguish, and just launches herself at you. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Great. Yeah, but she's she's trying to talk through me. That's the seance thing. Okay. We gotta stop doing this. On initiative, I roll great. <laughs> um, the for the seance thing with her in particular, it's uh, how she reacts. It, it's it's not a normal effect. This is based on her and you. Oh, come on, lady! Her. I was trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna help right. you out. So what do we got, Reverend? What do you got? A uh, dirty 20. Reverend with a 20 again. Doctor? Another 8. <laughs> Nailing it. Francesca? A 17 on my initiative. Nice. Francesca? All right. Reverend, you are up first. All right. Can I see this happening? You do. You all see this, this figure has manifested itself and just is launching herself now at Francesca. I'm dropping my crowbar and I'm reaching in my bag for my exorcism supplies. I assume he probably has the rosary like around, like dangling around his, his wrist. Is that okay, Rich? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's doing that. I can't really see him getting all that stuff together and literally performing an exorcism within a turn if it's six seconds. So... Um, I'm also going to get a little bit further away from the ghost. Okay. So yeah. the Reverend starts backing up and pulling out all his, his things he needs to, to do this exorcism. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So that's what the Reverend is starting to do. Francesca. Um, so this is obviously a seance gone wrong. Would I would Francesca know if ending the seance would have any sort of effect? Because apparently if I fail ending the seance, I could be possessed. At this point, you you've called her and you're not like you were expecting one thing to happen and it didn't. Fair enough. So you're not sure what would happen if you if you tried to end it. Fair enough. Uh, I am going to... So I'm just going to try to roll up. I'm do like a backspin, get up on my legs, pull out my pistol, and attempt to take a, a double tap and see what happens. Okay. Save my bonus action for... Wait, are you shooting it? I'm attempting to, yeah. Okay, if I'm on the other side of that, Rich, I am not going to stay on the other side of that gun. No, no, he's, he's not firing. He's not firing directly. In, he starts line. firing wildly into the rim. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. <laughs> Comically funny. All right, so first attack. Those, we make them. Exactly. Uh, so first attack is a 16. 16 will hit. And second attack. Ooh, nat 17 on the die, plus 4, so 21. All right, so two hits. You 10 apiece. All right. Uh, first bullet does a whopping nine points of damage. And second bullet, uh, 10 points of damage. Do we see any visible effect? So you see the shots. They, they pass through her, and you can see she, she kind of, like, moves with the shots like they they are impacting her but they pass through and just pull some of her her essence out with it so it looks like they're having an effect just not a huge effect yep okay yeah just making sure they didn't they had zero they didn't have zero effect right also doctor you're not in the room so you don't see shit <laughs> i'm so i'm across from the just across the doorway from you he definitely heard gunshots. What happened to being in the hallway and, and watching all the doors? Suddenly yeah, you're not the room for combat, he, buddy. He, he, Sorry. He, he was on the landing, and he, he was watching all the doors, and all of a sudden he hears screaming, and he sees the, the reverend backing up against the wall, and then he hears gunshots. Hey, I got good line of sight through there. <laughs> you hear gunshots. All right, and it is... The ghost turn. Let's see. Hey. And the doctor closes the door, grabs the keys, runs out. If I had the car keys, maybe. I have the keys to the house. I have the keys to the car. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> All right. Francesca, I need yes. you to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, crap. Oh, good. I'm so okay. glad I played the Reverend. Okay, as a reaction, I'm going to attempt a quick thinking. I can attempt to focus a check as a reaction to add to your my intelligence modifier to my saving throw or AC. Okay. So focus check first, and then I'll make your saving throw. Ooh, nat 19 on the die. Boom. But nothing on the D10. Uh, I can add my intelligence modifier to the saving throw. Yeah, suck it, ghost. So my saving throw is now at a plus six. I'm going to fucking need it. 14 in total. 
you're standing there and she looks at you and <clears throat> all of a sudden you feel all the, the, the pain and despair and you feel this constriction about your neck. Like all of a sudden something is tightening and tightening and, oh, oh, and you feel oh. it lifting as though it's going wait, to lift. Wait. Do or die. I have a do or die feature. <laughs> Holy shit, do or die feature. All right, I, I can reroll a fail saving throw. I have two uses of this ability. It doesn't say what it is. It doesn't say it's a reaction or anything. Well, all right, you didn't fail the check. I'm just describing oh. what you're feeling, so you don't need to use that yet. Oh, thank God. I totally thought I failed. <laughs> so you, you, feel, this, you feel this this constricting going about your neck, and you feel like it's, it's going to start pulling you up, and you shake it off, but you're so shaken by this. Um, you'll take... Uh, five points of psychic damage and you almost felt the noose that she hung herself with lifting you off the ground. And it is now the doctor's turn. Run to the door, fly blindly into the poltergeist. <laughs> the doctor runs to the door just, ah, it starts firing. It's uh, like, like, the, like that guy from um, Pulp Fiction. Let's there you go. <laughs> I believe I have a, an ability called to empty the clip. Okay. The first shot is 15. That second hit. shot is a natural 20. All right. One, you get. Uh, nope, you don't. Okay. Um, all right. Both hit. Okay. Nothing special on the crit. Uh, well, it's going to do extra damage, but with ingenuity outside of combat, I think you would get a point of ingenuity if you rolled a 20, but within combat, you don't because you're getting the bonus damage. Okay. Uh, total of 19. Total of 19 points of damage. Okay. All right. Reverend. Uh, I am going to perform an exorcism. All right. So. Oh, hold on. Before that happens. Okay. Um, I'll use my um, bonus action, name them and break them. A focus check, which I do have advantage on, um, is it will get disadvantage next time it attacks. Okay. And it does. I've got a th uh, 13. All right. So it has disadvantage right now on the next attack. Got it. Yep. Okay. So All right. this is under rituals. It's apparently rituals are done with the occult, but they say that I have to do an exorcism. Like, it's also part religion. So... Do I use religion or do I use a cult? Uh, for an exorcism, you're going to use religion. Sweet. All right. That's a better skill for me anyway, because it also makes more sense to me. All right. And I need to get an eight plus the level of the ritual. Level is two, so I got to hit a 10. Okay. Cool. That's, um, that hopefully is doable. All right, guy. Do your job. Yes! Okay. Uh, I got a 15. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and... It takes 2d8 psychic damage, I believe. All right. Plus one per additional success. What's... So um, you, can continue, uh, you can continue maintaining that focus each turn. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to do that. And I mean, keep doing additional, additional damage. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the, the reverend is looking at it hard, and he's saying Latin stuff like adjurate, whatever. Um, I'm not going to read that whole thing. And uh, looking at her, he does whoo, 13 damage. All right. Um, one, and just seven. throwing water everywhere. Just holy water, just raining. 
<laughs> also, note that you're rolling 3d10 instead of the 1d10. Oh, yeah, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, it's... Uh... The power of Christ compels thee. The well, power of Christ compels thee. I'm blaming Morgan for this one. We got a Doom. So that's one. Hey, I'm not the only one. All right. Yeah, I did Doom. And uh, I got a bonus action. Um, How close to Francesca is it? Uh, it is probably like 10 feet from her. Okay. Um, I'm going to sing Doom song now. Yeah, I'm going to use... Um, I feel like you're going to like this, Morgan. It's called Coordinated Effort. No, it's not. It's uh, Yeah, no, forget that. I'm just going to use Coordinated Effort. I'm giving this to Morgan. Um, so essentially, on the next action that you take, you have uh, advantage. Okay. Bonus. Cool. All right, so how much, how much damage did you do? I did 13. Psychic. Okay. Screaming at her in crazy words. You do the ritual, and you just feel this power released from you, and it slams into her, and you just see, like, your power is just overwhelming her, and she's she's bowing down, and all of a sudden, she just stops, and she stands up, and she just kind of looks at you, you know, all the, the anger uh, and screaming is, is gone, is drained from her, and she just looks sadly at you. She doesn't do anything else. Yeah, peace. Leave this place. Cross over. Your business is done here. She looks over at Francesca. Her eyes are sad and haunted. You can see there are things she wants to tell you. I mean, technically the seance, I don't know if the seance has ended. I, 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 I say to her this, if you'd like to speak through me, I will allow you to connect. She doesn't so much possess you as she just kind of reaches out. I was married here once a long time ago. And my husband, my husband did un, unspeakable things, terrible, horrible things. I didn't know about them. But one night I followed him and beneath the staircase, there was a door that I did not know about. It was hidden so that no one could find it but i did and i followed him and then the most horrible indescribable things i saw down there such that my mind was was broken and i could not continue my children were gone my husband was a corrupted creature and i took my life and she just stands there did we hear this or did only Francesca? Everybody heard this. Um, maybe it's time you move on to the other place and stop being tortured here. I would like to to move on, but but what goes what goes on here still it keeps me here. We'll take care of that. You just don't worry. Um we're gonna do our best in order to make sure you can move on. I swear. Are there any other spirits in the house besides you and your husband? Uh, give me a persuasion check. Um, in this case, can I help Francesca with that? Yes, go ahead. Cool. How are you going to help her? I mean... What, what do you say in addition? Uh, this would definitely help our efforts in order to help you move on. It'll help us find greater success. All right, roll that persuasion with advantage. 
Okay, I, I'm going to use my one of my teamwork abilities to generate uh, an additional point of ingenuity since I'm taking the help action. Okay. So I automatically get a point if I uh, would do this anyway. Uh, persuasion. Oh, Natty 18 plus... Uh, this shit is so dark. There you are. Plus one, so 19. And I did, in fact, roll uh, a 10 on my D10, so... Plus points of ingenuity. All right. There's another presence upstairs, and, and my husband's children roam the halls once the sun has gone down. I gather she's talking about the amphibians we've been encountering. Who's to say, really? Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't really know what else to do for a ghost other than be like, well, we'll help you out. I, I don't really have much else I could do at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I say a short prayer for her, and then I start motioning to Francesca it's like it's time to help continue this and try to be respectful as possible when we're leaving it's like oh, I appreciate it thank you man we will we will find what happened and figure out how to help get you to the other plane as you're you're leaving the room and, and saying this to her she kind of gives you a sad smile thank you and fades okay shut the door to that room as we leave. Uh, is the water across from that room still going up to the ceiling? Yes, it is. Okay. So she was not doing that. Well, uh, Doctor, do you want to lead the way? Nope. <laughs> uh, what room have we not checked yet? Uh, there's still six, four, and two. Okay. And one, which is like a veranda or something like that. I'm putting away my exorcism stuff and I'm picking my crowbar back up with my flashlight. So. <laughs> Reverend did a trusty crowbar. He loves it, man. Reverend's going into the sixth room. Or number six. I head back to my position near the stairs. Okay. So direct line of sight across. Alright, so the you you enter the door and uh, this is another another bathroom. There's a, a large water tank in there. The tub, sink, vanity. Um, but that's that's all you see in the room. Um, that was room four, two, you said? Six. six. That was six. The bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom. Right. All right, let's move on to the door next to the bathroom, to number four. All right. Okay, I'll move to the corner of... Um between five and two, so I've got line of sight into the door. Okay. You you enter four, and like the room where the spirit was, uh, this is a very ornate, or once was a very ornate room. There's a four-poster bed in there, um, and that's the only piece of furniture that's still left. Other than that, you don't really see anything else in there. If, there, it, if it doesn't look like anything's really that important, the Reverend probably leaves the room. Otherwise, he's going to investigate just a little bit. Uh, yeah, he doesn't really see anything of of note in there okay uh shall we go up there's still room two right yes oh, okay i'll follow you in yeah check that room next and i'll peek around the corner into the room but not entering the room okay keeping an eye on the stairs there's there's no furniture in here you you do notice as you're as you're opening the door that you know the, the door is is fairly heavy with probably nicer locks on it than some of the others. The windows have a, a secure lock on them. As you look about, you can see that there were 
there's still the, the faint indentations of where furniture once stood. And looking at it, you look and you think that, you know, based on the, the size of some of the furniture, that this was probably child's room or a nursery at some point. But other than that, you don't see anything else. A heavily locked door to a potential nursery? Give me um, an intuition check. Intuition? That's a new one, too. What's that under? Wisdom. I have very good intuition. Can I do this? Yeah. Can we both do it? Yeah, sure. Well, let's not worry about what I got. What was your I, I have okay intuition. Actually, you know what? Can I help him? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I, can I, I want to aid him in my intuition check. All right, okay. you start, like, you know, pointing out, like, you know, what do you think this was? What do you think that was? Like, the fact that this is a child's room and there's so many locks on the door. Uh, I got a, a dirty 20 with some doom. With more doom. Okay. You guys are racking up the doom now. Yeah. So I'm actually going to spend that doom right now. So you're studying the locks and stuff and you start, you know, kind of thinking about it. And, you know, this was, this was probably, you know, a child's nursery and, you know, the, the locks are secure, but if you were afraid of your child being abducted, it probably made sense that, you know, this room would be a, a little more secure. So not, not something that's completely out of the ordinary. However, as you're, you're studying this stuff, you start to hear that movement in the walls again. You can just hear it right behind the wall, all around you. All around us in that room? Yes. Uh, maybe it's time to leave. I pull out my pistol, and I begin to exit the room slowly. Yeah, I'm following Francesca. I didn't go in the room. <laughs> yeah, we know. And as I'm leaving, I'm I'm closing the door. Okay. Well, that didn't go as planned. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. It's to totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Normal, normal day. Normal job. Yep. Some random ghost lady waiting on us. All right, you're back in the hallway. If you go to area one, what's in area one? So from the hallway, you, you look into the room there. Uh, this is just a small you know, chamber of some sort, and it looks like there's a balcony that is outside. Like There were probably two um, like French doors that were uh, directly across from the entrance that led out onto it, but they were long since uh, broken and shattered. I guess upstairs again? After after you? Yeah, I go up. You get to the top of the stairs. You, you come up on a landing uh, at the top of the stairs. There are uh, two doors that you immediately, one to your left, one to your right. And then you know, as you kind of step a little bit forward, you see that there's a short hallway and two further doors to your left, and, and that's it. Okay, on the map, it's showing a window directly across from the stairs? Yes, that is the one on the landing that's down the stairs. So if you go down the stairs, it would be on that landing. Okay. Uh, as I'm coming up, I'll check the first door to the right. No, Rich, I'll read you the window window on the on the picture. You've got the one at the south near, near where the three is. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a window across that that looks outside. Yes. Yep. And that's onto the roof. That's onto the roof. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, so uh, Francesca's going to go into room two. 
check, check the door for room two, not go into room two. Yeah, the door the door is not locked. Okay, open. You open the door, and this is uh, a fairly nice bedroom at one point. Looked like it was probably one of the the owners slept here. Give me, uh, just give me a an occult roll. Any one of you, I don't care, or all three of you. I'm totally all on three of us. Okay. I love picking knowledge characters. Uh, no, a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. A, a modified five. A modified five. Yeah. Okay. And a no 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 nineteen for Francesca. All right. So uh, the Reverend and uh, Francesca being. Uh, Closer to the doorway, since since the re- the doctor's kind of holding back a little bit. Oh yeah, they're getting the sense that this is the this is the room that is directly above where the water was flowing backwards. Oh, cool! Do we see water in the room? You don't see any water in the room, other than things just being damp in general. Interesting. Um. Since I tried that ink thing, can I see any like points where like the ink might have soaked into anything? No, no. the The floors would be too thick. Um, yeah, I figured for it to to be that quick to have happened. Really do cool. the floors in here look dry, or do they look moist and soggy like most other floors? They, they look like the rest of the house. Everything just looks a little damp and and uh, water stained. Okay, but not like the pool of water is coming through. Correct. Okay. And I didn't like with that a culture. I didn't reach out and feel anything. There wasn't like an, uh, a presence. Uh, not with your occult role, you wouldn't notice. No. Okay. Okay. But this doesn't appear to be the master bedroom. This seems to be a room that was probably for one of the owners. Is um, there is there a mirror in the room? The master bedroom had a mirror in it. That's how the gentleman saw the lady. Yes, there is a mirror in the room. Aha. I would like to walk over to set mirror. Okay. Uh, Besides my reflection, do I see anything else? You don't see anything else. The edges of the mirror look like they're a little bit fogged. Hmm. You see anything over there, Francesca? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see if I have anything that might might help right now. Uh, Doctor, if you have any talents that we could use in order to help investigate this, that would be greatly appreciated. I poke my head in, have a quick scan, and then poke my head back out again. Thank you. As you're you're standing in there trying to to get a sense of what's going on, the mirror fogs over more, and you just see writing starts to appear, and it's slowly being drawn out, and it just says, "Leave now." I think we should follow what they say. Uh, you're not in the room and can't read the mirror. I know. <laughs> I I I take my finger and I I write on the mirror in very large lettering. No. <laughs> and then directly underneath that, I write, "Let's talk." I I I quietly say, "Are you sure about this, Francesca? I don't think we should just be egging on a ghost." <laughs> I, I I whisper back. No, not at all. <laughs> well, this should be fun. All right. Give me a persuasion check. 
Oh boy. All right. I am going to use my on the job training. Uh, once per case file, I can make a single skill check, attack, roll a saving throw. As if I were proficient in it, uh, I can add double my proficiency in my, if I'm not proficient in it. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't happen to be proficient in this, so I'm going to add my proficiency modifier. Okay, go for it. The Reverend's good at persuasion, and he's not helping you. That's fine. <laughs> Dick. You're antagonizing a ghost. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to do it for the good of man, for the good of this house. Uh, anyway, you can anyway. say anything else, and it's just no, no. <laughs> No, we're not going to leave, obviously. I believe the eloquence that uh, learned down south was lost on the English people. He wrote one word, I wrote one back. Anyway, mm -hmm. so I rolled uh, 14 plus 4, so 18 in total, nothing on the D10 die. That's pretty good. It's not terrible. The mirror clears and, again, fogs over and it becomes, and, and you see right written down, what do you want? This time I speak out loud. I want to help you find your peace. The the reverend is now going through his bag, grabbing his exorcism stuff. He's throwing <laughs> away his crowbar. And he's already getting out the holy water. We want you to find your peace. We want you to find an end to all the suffering. You see, again, the mirror clouds over. And the letters start getting written again. Need confession. Um, I mean, I can listen to a confession. The Reverend did it. Stay in the hall. <clears throat> if I allow you to use me as your medium, if I permit you to use me as your medium, will you converse with the Reverend for confession? This plan Nothing. seems rather <laughs> cobbled together as we're go doing this. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> I, again, I whisper back. No, not at all. We, we've already found one good ghost that tried to murder you. The other ghost, that, as she said, does not seem as nice. You just hear, you just see written again, need confession. All right, I'll follow your lead, Francesca. I mean, that's like a thing you can do, right? Like, that's an ability, right, for reverence? It's confession? Uh, no, there's nothing on my sheet that says anything about that. Yeah, but uh, but as a reverend, you can you can. Yeah, if if she wants to confess to me, go ahead. I'll just listen. I mean, that's what I figured that what it was. So I'm fine with that. So you sit next to the mirror. Okay. And uh, all right, uh, I, I'm uh, gonna do. Go this. ahead. Your ghost ship. So, right, so I'm gonna do another seance. All right, you're gonna do a seance. Okay. I'm gonna try to get this ghost to talk. Uh, doctor. Right, so before you do, before you do, the doctor out on the landing hears slapping footsteps coming up the stairs very quickly. I came down the stairs and call out, "Incoming!" I stow my holy water and pull out my gun. Uh, if you could just wait a moment, I'll, I'll definitely listen to your confession and then <laughs> <take> the gun. <laughs> All right, so. The doctor's at the top of the stairs, and you see these these two, you know, spraying and foam spraying from the edges of their mouths. These two frog-like creatures just racing up the stairs towards you. you know, Opening fire. Just absolute rage in their eyes. And I need initiative again. 
Sweet. Oh, would you fuck off? <laughs> 13. Eight. Uh, all right, Again? Doctor's got an eight. Yes. Right. Reverend? Uh, 13. Okay. And Francesca? 11. Ah. Okay. So these two creatures come racing up the stairs, and they are charging at the doctor because that is the only person they see in front of them right now. Hey, look at that. I'm in the middle of the fray. Each of, each of them is carrying, like, a large piece of shattered, you know, jagged wood that they are swinging at you. Very fun. And, uh, let's see, I'm guessing uh, an 11 doesn't hit? Nope. All right, my other roll was a 1, so so that was the first one. Oh, my God. I rolled a 1 again, but the second one, 16. That'll hit. Okay. So the doctor takes 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Yowza. Yep. Two weeks. Two weeks from retirement. It is the Reverend's turn. Okay. Um, when does, uh, just before, before that, when does uh, um, the levels happen? What Wait. levels? Injury levels. Oh, if, if the amount of damage is greater than your constitution, yeah. then you take uh, an injury. Okay, cool. I'm fine. Um, I'm going to use Plan C, which is a focus of mine. Okay. Um, so let me roll the focus. I have to beat an 11. No, I think it's just a 10. No, it's 11. Okay. Oh, yeah, I definitely nailed it. Uh, 14. Okay. So Plan C, um, successful the next attack against the creature you nominate, treats all damage from attack as if it were a critical. That's what I'm doing. So the one that attacked uh, Doctor. Well, there's two of them, and they both attacked the Doctor. Morgan, which one do you think you hate more? The one that hit me. Yeah, that one. Let's do that one. So <laughs> I'm using I'm using Plan C on the one that hit him. Okay. Uh, and that means that the next time it gets hit, it takes a critical hit. Uh, and I'm using Trained Eye for Morgan. No, I'm sorry, Coordinated Effort so that he has a, a advantage on that attack. Okay. That's it for you? That should be a lot of murder. Yes. All right, Francesca. Alrighty then. That's an ingenuity point I used. Cool. Uh, so first up, I'm going to use my bonus action to do. Uh, this is going to hurt to make a focus check here. Which also, I read at the bottom of my cheat. I have a I have a thing called Well Oil where I have advantage on focus checks, which I have not been doing at all. Well, that's important to use. Yeah. yeah, well, oil. I just read that. I was like, hey, I should probably... Oh, dear. I've done it again. I first, I first rolled the point of doom, and then I rolled a point of ingenuity. Oh, sweet. All right. I love when you give me the doom. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But I am stacking some major ingenuity points right now that I have to do something with. Mm-hmm. That's why I used plan C. All right, so what were you doing that you rolled the... Uh, this was your focus? This was uh, my bonus action, a focus check to do this is going to hurt. Okay. Uh, so on my next turn, uh, my next attack, if I can spend a hit die to add to the amount of damage if I, if, I, if I hit. Okay. And for my attack action, I'll be doing double tap. Okay. Which version? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give myself a advantage on the single attack. 
on the next attack, you said it was an auto crit? Uh, it's an auto crit, yes, if you're hitting the one that hit Morgan or Doctor. In that case, I'll be doing two attacks instead of the single attack, because the first one's an auto crit. Um, do you have um, careful shots? Because otherwise you're at disadvantage when you're shooting a ranged attack into someone who's in melee. Well, at least that's what I'm assuming based on... Because i got weapon focus, careful shots. Yeah, if, if somebody's already engaged in close combat, then... In that case, in. I'll make an advantage and cancel it out. Okay. I just have to hit and then it auto-crits. Uh, does uh, 18 hit? An 18 will hit. Fantastic. I have to roll a lot of D10s now. Uh, you only roll the normal damage, and then you take max damage for the the crit part of it. So, but I'm also pumping. Uh, I'm gonna pump two hit die. I'm gonna pump one hit die, and so it's an additional D10. Okay. For my this is gonna hurt feet. So that's eight plus an additional D10. Five. Uh, thirteen doubled is twenty six. Well, thirteen is what you rolled. Uh, yeah, thirteen is the total damage. All right. So the way the way the criticals work in this, you'll take the damage you rolled, and then take the max die rolls for your weapon attack, which is two d ten. So it'll be twenty. It'll be thirty three points. If it was if it, if my die roll was three d ten because of my bonus, wouldn't it be thirty? Well, it's just for the weapon. Okay. So yeah. So you did thirty three points of damage with your shot. Just you know. Your your two shots just slam into this thing, and oh, no, it was a single shot. What's that? It was the single shot for the oh. advantage. Oh, that was that was just a single shot. Oh, yeah. all right. That, out, yeah, that that shot just slams into this creature like you, you took a big huge chunk out of the the side of its its head. Like you know, the jaws hanging loose, just blood everywhere from from this shot. However, your gun jammed. Oh crap. Uh, I also have a thing called Weapon Focus Center Mass, where every time I hit a creature, they're pushed back five feet. All right. So one of the the creature you just hit, just, it's, it's pushed back a little bit away from, from the doctor. Now my gun is jammed. Now your Son gun of... is jammed. Uh, it'll take a bonus action to clear it. Okay. Good to know. And just so you know, that was, that was me using uh, the doom you generated for that. Yeah, kind of figured. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. All right. It is the doctor's turn. So one of the creatures is just really in bad shape. Like it is, it is barely focusing on on what's in front of it. It's, it's knocked back a little bit. The other one is still right on top of you. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, focus check to. This is going to hurt on the one that was wounded. Okay. And I made that focus check. Um, and I'm going to shoot twice. Once into the wounded guy. Okay. And then one into the unwounded guy. Okay. Uh, I got advantage. Who gave me advantage? Someone gave me advantage. I did. No. I did. Yeah. Uh, and is that, I guess that's against the one with its. No, was it advantage or the critical? It's a critical effect. It's an advantage. It, he already got the critical. So. Right. Okay. Okay. So against that one, I rolled a natural eighteen, so it's twenty-three. That will hit. For fourteen damage. All right. So that was the wounded one. Uh, plus another three from the my hit dice. Okay, so you you just your the creature's five feet away from you. Just lift your pistol up, put a shot right between its eyes. It falls back, crashing down the stairs. The other one is still standing. Yep, and I take a, my second shot at him. Okay, natural twenty. Oh, awesome! That's, um, 
Um, so it's 2d10, 11, so 31. 31, okay. Again, this one is looking really in bad shape. That second shot just hits center mass on it, and, you know, the, the big, huge gaping hole in its chest, and it's it's sucking wind. You can hear the blood gurgling uh, from the shot, but it still lunges forward at you with this, this broken piece of wood. Ooh, I get a nat 20. I so can take it. it it comes in uh and the second one is a 16. Does that hit? Yes. All right, so it comes in swinging hard with this club twice. Boof, boof. The second shot just like catches you under the chin and you will take 15 points uh from the critical and oh wait, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 15 points from the critical and ten points from the second. Ugh. Okay. Cool. So that's a wound. And it is now the Reverend's turn. How bad does it look? Um, uh, I I am on uh, four hit points. Oh boy. Um, and it is looking really in bad shape. Well. Just in case, I'm going to use my reaction to his getting hit, and I'm going to use a tactical withdrawal, and it essentially gives you a free run away. Uh, it's it's essentially also a what's the word in D and D? A disengage. Thank you. It's a disengage, so that way you don't get hurt, uh, uh, doctor, so you can get away from him. Um, so yeah, so the doctor just like it backs away, backs away. Uh, yeah. So it won't be right on top of him if if it survives the rest of the round. So he can get 15 feet away, and I'm going to roll up with my gun and start firing into its face. So, okay. Let's see. 13. 13 will hit. Yes. Okay. Once again, I choose feature, empty the clip. And I did 13 damage. You just put a second shot right into the chest, and you see that it, it staggers, and it its eyes like just focus on you, but they slowly start to turn up and it falls over and crashes down the stairs. I put two more rounds into it. <laughs> First rule, double tap. Exactly. So they are both dead. Doctor, do you, do you need some help? <laughs> Bleeding profusely. Yeah. Um, I stick my fingers in my holes. <laughs> <laughs> that should stop the leaking. There's no need to be a pervert. Do you need some help? <laughs> I will. I will also uh, aid you because apparently this teamwork thing—the more people that aid you, the more ingenuity you can generate. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll try and do the field dressing on myself. Okay. Watch me bandage this up. <laughs> if, if we both aid him for this for this thing, he still only gets a regular advantage. But I can use a teamwork ability. It'll give us. It'll give me another two ingenuity points. Okay, I'll roll. Not twenty. Oh, there you go. Nice. Okay. Very nice. Uh, cool. I'm we're taking a rest right now. Oh, I'm fine with taking a rest. Yes, resting is great. Or the dust off, as it's called. <laughs> the dust off. Well, how much would I heal from that? From a dust off. Before I, before, I, before I start using the the, yeah. Uh, with a dust off, you roll hit dice. So you've okay. got five hit dice. You can roll as many as you want. Oh, four. Because I used one for this is going to hurt. Yeah. I'll do that first and then see how I... See how I... Okay. So I'm going to use all of it. 
Oh, you're 36. Oh, there you go. You'll live forever. Yeah. It, we're not doing the bandage thing, the teamwork ability? No, at the moment, not. That's fine. It just alters my points a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, for the dust off, I'm going to try the nagging feeling thing, and I have to make a focus check for all three points that I'm going to try and store. Okay. So wish me luck, boys. Nagging feeling. And I have advantage on these focus. Wait. And I have advantage on them. Uh, that's the first one. That's the second one, but unfortunately generated a point of doom. Yay. That's the problem with making these checks, man. It's a gamble. Yep. And passed the third one, but generated a point of ingenuity. Sweet. So I stored three points. That's the max I can store, and I gained a point. Uh, and now I want to use my field operation ability as well. Okay. Uh, you can attempt to focus check as part of a dust-off. If successful, you can recover one use of a roll ability. Uh, the minimum you said was 10 for these? Yes. I passed it by one on 11. All right. Gain one of my psychic ability, my psychic feats back. Oh, I'm done. Cool. And this was a dust-off. It wasn't take time, right? Correct. Cool. That's fun. The re Reverend returns to the mirror. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about that. The mirror frosts over again, and you know everything that he has ever done wrong. He is just listing out. He talks about the the cult he was born into. That he he never asked to be a part of it, but he was, and the horrible things that they did, the sacrifices, the abominations that were born, the the debauchery, and any kind of insatiable twisted appetite you could have he experienced in in these hidden basement rooms i i listen quietly and i just kind of like nod as he's writing it all on the mirror and i wait for him to finish and i just continue nodding At, after a certain amount of time the writing stops do i have to write on the mirror or can you hear me can hear what can i do to help put you to rest Forgive. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you were put into a bad lot. And, uh, I hope all the things that you listed you are actually sorry for. Correct? Very sorry. Well, I, uh... I wanna, uh... Is insight still a thing? I don't see it on here. What was it? Intuition. 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 Yeah. Can I roll sort of like an intuition check when I see him write that? Yeah, go ahead. If I if I kind of get the feel that he's genuinely sorry. Oh, fucking never mind. That's a nat one. <laughs> um, yeah, to you it feels completely contrite. Like he he is he is searching for for redemption. Oh, happy end to a story. I love these. I mean, all right. <laughs> thanks francesca thank, thank you for that input uh well i mean i i forgive you i i will say some prayers for you uh i'm not really sure what you can do to atone in the afterlife now that you're literally part of it but we're gonna do our best to help you and the others move on you just see thank you written on the glass and then the fogging disappears well goodbye
when when the the fogging disappears, I'm gonna try to manifest that uh, psychometry to kind of get that feel for the aura of the space. Okay. And manifestability. Fuck yeah, net nineteen. Uh, nothing on the D10. Yeah, so I just kind of reach out with my mind, breathe in deeply, and sort of get a sense for the the energies in the in this place. You feel the the presence in this room slowly fading away, like, and you get this overwhelming sense of relief that you know for so long the this the spirit was trapped and it, it couldn't leave because it, it never got to, to make that, that final confession and it held it here. But now that it's been able to do that, it is slowly just fading away and there's no more spirit in this room. Well, uh, before we uh, incur some more of those um, very zealous frogs, I, f I feel we should continue to search the upstairs quickly. Yes, I agree. Well, I'm still not seeing a connection between these spirits and the frogs. Uh, I'm sure we'll understand that as we continue to investigate. At this point, we had to end our session due to time constraints. Our intrepid BPRD agents, Dr. Marcus Hanser Jr., played by Morgan, Reverend Jeremy Peters, played by Anwar, and Francesca Lale, played by Loki, had managed to resolve the issues with the haunting of Uxley Manor, but they still had not discovered the hidden temple in the basement, nor the giant frog monster that was Arthur Uxley. We'll have to save that for next time. Our intro music is Running Uneasy by Ryan Matthew Rapsis. We had additional sound effects by Inspector J. Thank you for listening to the Bardic College Presents Hellboy, the role-playing game, The Sad Case of Mary Pym. If you have enjoyed this live play session or any of our other sessions, feel free to support us with a small contribution. Just click the link at the end of the episode description. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Remember that your tabletop experience should always be first and foremost fun. There are plenty of welcoming game masters out there who will help you enjoy the game regardless of your experience level.